Yeah. Yeah. Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A Wiggins. That other side, we stay winning. Oh man, you know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Yeah. Suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man, I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Oh man, oh man, oh man, man, you know I had. Welcome back to the Racial Draft Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ford, joined by my guy, Jared. Jared, hey man, how's it going? It's going pretty well. How are you doing? I'm going pretty well. And things are things. I mean, I had a great basketball day. Uh yes, the, yes. my two the two teams that I root for, one team that I have rooted for for you know since for my entire life. Uh, yeah. went up went three, went up three one. And the other team that I've been rooting for since I was in college, uh, the, as I call them, the Brooklyn of the West. Uh, <laughs> you know, they found a way. They found a way to win too, and go up three one. Well, no, they, they're up. No, their series is tied two two. Never mind. Anyway, the point is, this is not a basketball podcast. This is a draft podcast, a racial draft podcast, and we are going to do sort of what we do every week and that is change the complexion of the comic book universe one draft pick at a time now we are on not quite the eve of season six uh but we do have some business the uh to attend to in, in with respect to season six we are about to bring back uh longtime listeners might remember that we used to do a drawing to decide the first pick that is coming back the uh Bottom seven teams in the rankings last year will be competing for the number one pick in the season six draft. Uh, in other, in many other seasons, that would have been Batman. But uh, as you know, Batman is on every team going forward. So who knows who will be the number one pick? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that having, I'm sure you might have some opinions about who you think the number one pick uh, should be. Uh, feel free to throw throw a couple names out. Yeah, um. Well, look. <laughs> going back uh, to last season, my uh, my boy Superman got a lot of points. And... Yeah, I believe he was the highest. Uh, I believe he edged out. Yes, he did. He edged out Dick Grayson as the highest scoring non Batman character. I was also going to say. A Robin would probably be a good first round pick, um, and I guess Dick Grayson would be that would be that guy. Um, yeah, D Dick has the benefit of being Robin in all the older uh, classic stories, right. but also having his own, um, you know, high high prominence in the current realm of DC. You know, yeah. I, I I mean I know he's not quite Peter Parker, but in a sense, in a sense, I think he's the closest thing that DC has to Peter Parker in that kind of like child who yeah. became a young, you know, perpetually young man superhero. He even has his own set of, he even has his own love triangle of, of, of love interest where you can be uh, team Starfire or team uh, Barbara Gordon. Right. And uh, the, the, the Titan, oh, Randy, 
Yes, Randy can't hear us yet, though. But right. yes, we are being joined by Black Delegate Randy. Randy, how's it going? All is well. We were just talking about, uh, and you, you know, we're we're talking about uh, the sixth season that's 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 kicking off in a, in a little over a week. Uh, mm-hmm. We're about to we're about to do the lottery. The lottery's back for the number one pick. You like Jared don't have any dogs in this fight because you're in among the top three uh, scoring delegations. So uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's only the bottom seven competing for the number one pick. But we were just talking about characters. Uh, you know, I think it's kind of ironic. We were just talking about uh, characters who might end up being the number one pick. Uh, Superman came up from Jared fittingly and uh, we were just talking about our, our guy dick and how yep. uh he, he he also could stand to come up um <laughs> <laughs> i but, uh, i i absolutely because like i i noticed that uh, uh a certain delegation who who shall not be named uh uh wanted to hit me up they wanted to slide in my dms and and see if they could could uh to get some of that action so i uh i wouldn't be surprised if he was one of the first yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously how how uh, characters perform from season to season do vary a little bit. So who's to say that uh, those two will be our top two scorers, uh, you know, I, who can go against Peter Parker, right? Like Peter Parker is just a perennial high performer. And, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at the same, like I, I feel like it's it's a it's a pretty safe bet that that Nightwing is going to be up there, because like we have, um, let's see, we got, um, the Nightwing. I think it's is his is his solo title still ongoing. I'm not because uh, I know they introduced the Titans and stuff in there, but I'm not sure if it's if it's coming I, to an end for the Titans. I think it might be coming. I think it might be winding down, but I'm not sure exactly when. Right, I, I have to look and check, but I do know that we have. Um, the world's finest Teen Titans thing coming up. Um, got the like we we got it's a couple of Titans titles coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, the Titans are about around. to be positioned as the the flagship uh, right, team, right? DC. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I mean that's probably true. Uh, and who knows what that's going to mean? But Superman's getting kind of getting his push. Uh, yep. Obviously, the show. I believe the show will still be go- will still be going on uh, through at least uh, the you know probably at least at least part way through the season yeah because he he the this last this uh, third season for um, Superman and Lois I believe is the last season but we still you know we still oh is it the last season? season I thought we had one more season I matter of fact yeah I need to I need to check that but I I do know that like we're kind of winding down on that too but I don't. I don't think that it's going to be. Um, I'm not sure. Now well, I, I mean, saying, now you got to cast a little bit of doubt on it. But yeah. but I do know that we 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 do have some episodes coming up. I'll at least say that much. We do have some. Episodes yeah, for sure. Up. I mean, I've been I've been pretty current on the show, and it really doesn't feel like it's it's pivoted into mm-hmm. into sort of the end game of the season. I don't know how long, how big of a season order, but I think there are, we're only about five episodes into the season, right? Is that about right? Yeah, I believe, yeah. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, so even if it's how many episodes? Thirteen. Oh, thirteen. So yeah, you know, you'll get a good seven. You'll get a good seven out of that, you know. Um, And of course, there'll be a lot of news about the Superman movie as it continues to take shape. So you know, Superman's staying in the mix. Uh, You know, Titans. Not sure 
how what what the state of Titans will be when when our season starts. But uh, Dick Grayson's a big player in that. He's a big player in Harley Quinn. He's a big, I mean, he's he's everywhere. Dick is everywhere. Is what what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> so, in the spirit of Dick being everywhere, uh, it is about time to have our drawing. You guys can witness this drawing as it happens. Uh, I will name the delegations as I drop them into the cup. The E for the East Southeast Asian delegation. And I'm sure there's too much glare for you to see it. The N. Not that, no. <laughs> I said nothing. I said nothing. <laughs> the N for the Native American delegation. The S for the South Asian delegation. The M for the Swana Mena delegation. The W for the White delegation. The P for the Polynesian delegation and the blank for the multiracial delegation because, <laughs> like the blank, the multiracial is <laughs> the most versatile <laughs> delegations. It can be whatever you need it to be. So we're taking it up. Solo pop. Great radio. And the winner is, you see it before I do, the yep. W. Wait, is it the W or the, the M? It's the W because of the bottom. Oh. So the whites have won. The whites have won the lottery. This is, this is what a development. <laughs> what a development. They get to draft first, despite... Finishing in the media, it, it worked out exactly as they planned it. They they were mediocre, and then somehow, they somehow karma turned in their favor. <laughs> Some wow, this is this is this is not this is not bode well for uh, presidential politics. Is what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> now, uh, in the last little bit of our racial draft business, for the benefit of the listeners, I will run us down of where we are with the various. Um, dynasty, dynasty delegations. Um, starting at, you know, these are characters that were drafted in last season's dynasty draft that will be carried over into this season. I may as well start with the Polynesian delegation because it's right, right there on my screen. Uh, they will be bringing into season six Vision, Lobo, Quanin, Richard Ryder Nova, uh, Armor Hisa uh, Hisako Ochiki, uh, John Constantine. Gamora, Jessica Jones, Loa, aka Alani Ryan, Mondo, Kiwi Black, and Chimera. Um, as always, uh, these characters are capable of being traded uh, throughout the season. Uh, they can they can either be traded for a another Dynasty character, or they can be traded um, for a single season character as the season continues. But why would you do that when the Dynasty rights carry over? Uh, <laughs> I mean, probably for for some of the ones that you notice are not scoring. <laughs> I mean, fair, but <laughs> fair. Uh, let's see. We're the Black Delegation's dynasty picks. Strong roster of dynasty picks here. John Stewart, Green Lantern, 
Everett Thomas, Sink, Riri Williams, Ironheart, Mari McCabe, Vixen, John Henry Irons, Steel, Luke Cage, Misty Knight, Natasha Iron Steel, Lucas Bishop, Wakanda, the country of Wakanda, uh, now and forever with the Black delegation, Wonder Man, and Carter Hall, Hawkman. That's like Very. an insane lineup. Yeah. Uh, you know, these are characters that could theoretically, some of them you could see as uh, as picks that would be worthwhile in a season draft. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, you know, they get to they get to stay home uh, unless you decide that you want to uh, draft them in the season and get and get all those, uh, you know, media slash comic points. It's up to you strategically. But if you do nothing, they get to stay with the delegation in perpetuity. Uh, moving on to the East Southeast Asian delegation and their dynasty picks. Uh, Minka Kowakan, aka Ghostmaker. Amy Han, aka White Fox. Uh, Soul He, Luna Snow. Kimio Hoshi, Dr. Light. Adrian uh-huh. Toomes, The Vulture. Patrick O'Brien, Plastic Man. Garth, aka Tempest. Nebula. Cindy Moon, aka Silk. Um, Amadeus Cho, aka Braun, Megan Gwynn, aka Pixie, and Jubilation Lee, aka Jubilee. Very strong, strong roster of yep. kept characters for the East Southeast Asian delegation. Moving on, the Jewish delegation, Krakoa, now and forever associated with Jewish people. <laughs> um, Lois Lane. Jewish Lois Lane, Bobby Drake, Iceman, not to be confused with uh, the other Drake, who is also Jewish. <laughs> also, yeah, also been drafted by the Jewish delegation. <laughs> um, Billy Kaplan, aka Wiccan, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, Michael Carter, aka Booster Gold, yep. Alec Holland, Swamp Thing, Mephisto. Uh, <laughs> No comment from Kyrie Irving. Um, <laughs> Betsy Braddock, aka Captain Britain, Kate Kane, Batwoman, the planet Krypton. It's a plant. It's a. It's a. No truth to the rumor that it was destroyed by a space laser. Um, and and Ruth Batseroff, uh, sometimes known as Sabra, uh, question as to whether she will be known as Sabra ever again. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that's the this pretty strong roster of of kept characters of the Jewish delegation. I'd, I'm it's going to be very. I'm curious to to see how you employ these characters in your sort of backstories uh, in the upcoming season. Yeah, we're gonna have some fun trying to convince another delegation to trade me for Mephisto. <laughs> uh, you know, white, white delegations right there. You know. Uh, I'm, I, was, I was just about to say, like, I mean, Malcolm X referred to to you know white people as like the the blue eyed devils. So you know that's it's, it's right there. You could technically, if you were so inclined, the same. And and I don't I don't think they ever made that I don't think they ever made that casting official. Um, of, no, they haven't. Right, Sa- so Sasha Baron Cohen. Nope. Yeah. So so you'll you'll be entitled you'll be entitled to some bonus points. If that casting comes through, so um, who else? Sorry, got a little sidetracked there. The Latinx delegation, 
uh, Ava Ayala, White Tiger, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, Sam Alexander, Nova, Bane, Harvey Dent, Ghostface, um, Yara Flora, Wonder Girl, James Gordon, Edward James Gordon, um, <laughs> Renee Montoya, The Question, Joaquin Torres, The Falcon, Anya Corazon, Aranya, Parker Robbins, The Hood, and Victor Alvarez, Power Man. You know, a lot of defensive picks, but a lot of picks that we're going to see in, in, you know, potentially uh, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the upcoming years. Uh, so it's good to have them uh, be affiliated uh, continually. Some, some animation, some novels coming up. I know uh, Aranya has a novel coming up, and mm-hmm. she also is um, in, in the Spider-Verse comics and stuff right now. Yep. Yeah, and she's rumored to appear in that, um, what's that movie called? In Madam Web. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right, let's see, let's see what happens. Uh, moving on to the multiracial delegation who've drafted Huntress, Helena Bertinelli, Nina Thurman, a.k.a. Domino, Jackson Hyde, a.k.a. Aqualad slash Aquaman, Daisy Johnson, Quake, Colleen Wing, Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, Doreen Green, Squirrel Girl, Emma Frost, the White Queen, Ravona Renslayer, Drax, Iris West, and Allison Blair, aka Dazzler. Nice, nice mix of characters that e- any of them can easily be understood to be multiracial. Mm-hmm. Looking on the Native American delegation, uh, always a little controversy there. I would say we'll we'll get into it. <laughs> uh, starting off though, Danielle Moonstar, aka Mirage, James Proudstar, Warpath, Gabby Kinney, Honey Badger, Cletus Cassidy, Carnage. Uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, Garfield Logan, aka Beast Boy, Victor Creed, aka Sabretooth, Jack Russell, aka Werewolf by Night. A lot of wolves, a lot of Wolverines, a lot of. You know, <laughs> And uh, and can... of and and of the symbiotes, he chose the red one. <laughs> yeah, uh, the redhead, redhead, redhead uh, destruction continues in the racial draft. And oh, I didn't even mention Akihiro, aka uh, Fang, or yep. Daken. No, <laughs> Fang. We're we're past we're past Daken. Uh, I mean, I get we're, it. We're, we're past it. No, yeah. I agree. Here's the thing. I agree <laughs> that we're. I agree that we're past it. But I also think that it's important to his story that 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 was a, a phase of his life because it contextualizes his villain era. Will you at least grant me that, Randy? I I just think it's hilarious because not only was it supposed to be like a story about how he like, you know, quote unquote, overcame racism and sort of like took back the name. But the was, name itself... was that was that supposed to be his, his justification for it? <laughs> Like that that was the that was the reasoning of like the the his his progression was like okay that this name um Dokken uh, was supposed to mean like a cur, like a like a, a mutt, basically. Yeah, exactly. And and turns out when you know I kinda I actually kinda got into it on on Twitter's with with like a, a literal like a, a person, a linguist, somebody who studies mm-hmm. language and who's like actually the person who wrote the story like has no idea what he's talking about and he just kind of like did a quick google translate thing because if you actually look up what docking means it's almost like um 
it, it, it's not like that harsh sort of connotation that we would think of as like a slur. It's actually oh. closer to saying like, this is a little scamp or something like that. A little, you know, like a, a, a little rascal or something stupid. Oh, like interesting. That. Interesting. Yeah, like, so, so, so it's, it, it would be like, got it. Yeah. It would be like rascal. <laughs> it was, it was, it was essentially like this, this white guy trying to write this, this sort of heartfelt thing, which again is already tone deaf, but to even the name that he even chose was tone deaf to even carry across that tone deaf message. So it's like, yeah, no, we're we're done. He's Fang. That's it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. All right. So so Native American Fang, uh, also Native American Forge, Native American Spirit Writer, and the more contra- one of the more controversial picks, Tara Markov from from uh, what's the, what's what's Markovia. Yeah, the, the, the country, <laughs> the country that's named after her royal family, you know, in Eastern <laughs> Europe, Native American Tara Markov. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. I mean, I suppose if we ever got a backstory, they could say that they were uh, stolen, that she, that, that she was stolen at some point and adopted forcibly by the Markov family. You could do that, I suppose. <laughs> And then brand new character that will be making her debut in the next season of What If, Kaori. I think it's that's how it's pronounced. I um, think so. So yes, I mean, you know, all all all, all jokes aside, I think there was a, a pretty strong roster of of kept characters. Although you know, I'd, I'd be making some calls to the white delegation for some trades, you know, just in case. Let's see who else. The Polynesian delegation. I already said them. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, alphabetical order is hard. Um, the South Asian delegation. Petra Spintress, who was recently introduced in uh, Edge. Is it Ed, not Edge of the Spider Verse? What was it called? I, uh, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's like it's like remembering. Uh, it's like remembering Planet of the Apes movies. It's hard. It's like. Is it Rise? Is it Dawn of the Spider-Verse? I'm not sure. Uh, Jinx, who, uh, rest in peace to Jinx from Titans. Um, Adam Warlock. I could see that. Uh Wong. Can't see that. Um, Hela. (laughs) Uh, Titania, who, you know, another another successful successful live-action racial draft. Uh, Pavitir Prabhakar, Spider-Man of India. Mia Dearden. Speedy, Mary Brumfeld, Mary Marvel, Shakti Haddad, Cerebra, Edward Nigma, the Riddler. Uh, stay tuned for the Riddler. The um, uh, sorry. Um, why am I? Oh my God! I just blanking on his name. Um, you got you guys could help me. He was on the Daily Show. He also had the the uh, the show. Hassan Minaj. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, what is he? What is he trying to think about? Yes, Hassan yeah. Minaj has been playing the Riddler in uh, the Batman podcast, and he's getting a oh. his, he's getting a spinoff. So yeah, strong See, strong I, pick. I, I'm I'm mad now because now I have to listen to it. I'm like, you can't just like do my fave character, my fa- like one of my favorite Batman rogues. Okay, fine. Now I have to listen to the Batman podcast. Thanks, Michael. 
Thanks. Yeah, and I did, I didn't. It just struck me that like I remember last season you were struggling for fan casts for for uh, for Batman for the Black Delegation, mm-hmm. but uh, you, it never even occurred to you that our guy, our, our guy who played Mbaku is 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 the voice of Batman in that. Um. Y- yes, but but at the same time, he's also a dark skinned black man. You you can pull that off on on uh, <laughs> <In> voice. <laughs> That. The, the second that he strikes the the streets, oh no! It's this dark cloaked black man. Uh, I am the night. <laughs> I, I am the night skin. Doesn't quite hit the same. Like yeah, that yeah. I fair all fair points. All fair points. That's that is the that is the cross to bear of the uh, of of having a black Batman who is not not light skinned, light skinned as we as we often say. <laughs> Um, yes, you do. You, you probably do need Bruce Wayne to be a safe Negro, because no matter how much money he has, no matter how much money he has, he'll be the first suspect. Right, and and, and be like, like, and like well, the, black. The, the the first thing that you notice is like that. That I mean, I don't know. It's just it it it's really hard <laughs> to make it work. It is. It is. That's part of. That's the degree of difficulty. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be better about giving people degree of difficulty points on their backstories, um, you know, going forward. So that just, just, just understand though, it, it's still, it's still subjective. So yeah, I don't, if I don't like it, you're not going to get full points. Anyway, moving on to a delegation that I believe I did like, which is the Swanamana delegation. And their picks are Layla Fauli, the Scarlet Scarab. More on yep. that later. Jaira Hall, aka Hawk Girl slash Hawk Woman. Amal Farouk, the Shadow King. Khalid Nasur, Doctor Fate. Monet Saint Croix, aka M, yep. aka yep. Penance. More on that later too. Vandal Savage, Araco, the companion to uh, you know, um, to Krakoa. I'm sure there's no no history of of, of skirmishes between between the two delegations involving uh, a landmass. Um, Raz Al Ghul, Ajak from the Eternals, Reed Richards from Earth 1610, The Maker, Jamie Madrox, Multiple Man, and Simon Baz, Green Lantern. Solid group of solid group of Swanamana characters, I think. And finally, the delegation that's going to be get the number one pick, finding a way, finding a way, I, I suppose. Uh, yeah, starting out, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, the f- next president of the MCU. Pietro Maximoff, Quicksilver. Christopher Smith, Peacemaker. Yelena Belova, the White Widow, the White Widow. <laughs> Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp. Hank Pym. Robert Reynolds, the Sentry possible trade in the in the in the future mark milton hyperion <laughs> hank mccoy the beast who's going through definitely going through his villain era as he gets more in touch with his whiteness sure, he's, he's uh, right at the delegation where he belongs <laughs> he's like "Ooh, i can genetically manipulate people <laughs> <laughs> artemis croc tigress this is this one hurts because it really felt like uh, they were they were mm-hmm. shifting her over to a multiracial delegation, but yep. they redeemed themselves with 
Baron Zemo. <laughs> and then finishing them out, finishing them out with Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, and notwithstanding our um Michael Clark Duncan's portrayal in the original Daredevil movie. I do think that there's something to the idea that this guy just continually stays out of prison. And that, you know, despite everybody knowing, like everybody knowing he's a criminal. Yep. Just feels 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 like quite quite white. Quite. <laughs> so Whitey Fisk it is. And that's uh those are those are the characters that will be carried into the seasons, uh, the sixth season of the racial draft. That concludes our racial draft business for the week. So we can go into our nerd news. We don't have that much uh, nerd news, but we'll you know we'll keep it brisk. We'll talk about some comic news. Uh, there is a new run of the Incredible Hulk uh, starting off in June, and it's going to be written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, who you know definitely sounds like an '80s uh, black actor. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, supposedly going to return to the horror, uh, the Hulk's horror roots. Um, it, it's supposed to be a spiritual successor to Immortal Hulk, to the Immortal Hulk run from Al Ewing. It's going to be the Incredible Hulk, and um, I have I have to be honest, I I sort of uh, dipped on the last Hulk run. That who was who was writing that? Was that Tony Cates? I believe so. I'm I'm actually not a Hulk reader myself. Like he's like on my to-do list, but yeah, I was hearing that like everybody loved the Ewing run and then as soon as the new run came around, it was like they they thought that, you know, people were like um mad that certain elements were being disregarded from the previous run and they just was like not feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, I, you I, see oh, Go ahead. Sorry. I usually love Donny Cates. I could I couldn't get on board with his run. Especially after Al Ewing completely like reinvented the wheel, um, and yeah, I feel like he would have been a tough act to follow. Regardless, I'm generally not a big Hulk fan, so the fact, so even even Immortal Hulk, it took me a while to you know find out what everyone was was raving about, and then you know dig into the run. Um, but there have been some Hulk runs that I have enjoyed. I was willing to, I was willing to give it a chance, but. It just didn't, it didn't really pull me in. And I definitely understand the idea that it was totally radically different um, yeah. from, from what preceded it. But I also felt like that's the downside sometimes when you have such a comprehensive run where you completely reinvent the character. Um, you sometimes put him in a place, put him or her, put that character in a place where the next group can't, doesn't really know what to do except disregard it, except put the toys back in the toy box and say, you know, all right, you guys enjoyed that run. It was at beginning, middle and end and ended on a satisfying note, but now we have to, you know, shake it up again. And, you know, I think sometimes I think you see it a lot more with characters like Spider-Man, you know, I mean, where... yeah, that's, that's what happens when you have a character that's been around for like decades and never really had any significant downtime. Like they always have a run going. Uh, I mean, you're you're not mm -hmm. gonna always have a new, you know, some new material to go on, right? Yeah. And 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 especially when there's an acclaimed run, especially mm -hmm. when there's a run that you know is a is kind of a game changer. Now, sometimes one could argue, well, if it's a game changer, then let the let the changes stay. But 
don't know, sometimes that can be short shot, short sighted that, it, you know, if a, if, if a change is too radical, then you, it may not be as accessible to, to a new reader. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of the, I mean, we can get into it now, you know, because we don't have a topic about it, but you know, when people say they talk about the Spider-Man renew your vows run, um, you know, that takes place in an alternate universe. And they say, well, this should be the Spider-Man status quo now. But the reason that I think the run works so well is because it's not the status quo, you know, because we we know that that's not going to happen with Peter Parker. We know that he's kind of perpetually on this cycle of on the cusp of adulthood, adulting. <laughs> like he's he's not a successful, he's not successful at adulting, you know, and that's, and that's almost, I wouldn't say it's the, his main charm. But it's 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 definitely part of it. I know from when I mean I've been a fan of this character, you know, since I was a child, and I'm no longer a child, listeners. Um, <laughs> and and you know, as I went through different phases of my life, I still found ways to relate to that aspect of Peter Parker, of like you know that he's he's perpetually underachieving. You know, you know he's capable. He's great. He's a great hero. But in terms of his his personal life. You know, him be him being the best superhero there is. You know, in my opinion, comes at the cost of him ne never really getting it together in his personal life. And you know, and I think that I think that having that dichotomy in the character ha has been an enduring part of his appeal. Sometimes people take it too far. You know, sometimes people are like, no, he has to be go through the ringer and be drugged through, you know, dragged through the mud. You know, that's a little bit mm -hmm. too much. But in terms of all of us, you know, spread ourselves too thin at times, try to do, you know, try to do so much for everyone, try to be the best person that we can be and 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 at a cost to our own, you know, our own um, self-interest. And yeah. and I think that once you introduce a child into the equation, most parents will tell you that, you know, your, their children come first. And having Peter grapple with letting his, it's one thing to have Peter let his friends down, let his, you know, his, his aunt down, letting his child down is, is no bueno, you know, like, and even in the, in the comic, uh, in Renew Your Vows, you you saw it shift, uh, you know, the viewpoint character kind of shift to be more about his daughter than about him. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I still want that, that one, like, just just like we just had with um with Flash, I want Jeremy Adams to come on in real quick and just give us like, yeah, Peter and MJ and May. <laughs> it's the main content. Like, I mean, it it may never happen. Like, I I already know that it's fine, but I I feel like we could just I think somebody could make it work and be like, you know, we we got the struggling part. We kind of know it's tough, but still, kind of that's that's just me. But it's fine. It, it, it's definitely like at least worth exploring for like mm -hmm. a finite amount of time. Yeah. I, I, feel I also like... think that that's why, like I said, I think that that's why that run was so acclaimed. And I would have loved for that run to keep going, you know, because it, it, it is a compelling story. It's just part of it is that it's, it's not where, no, what I mean to say is, it's where we it's where we think his arc would go if it had excuse me if it didn't have to loop back around and be a perpetual motion machine 
you know, like other writers have to take the take the baton and and continue and you know you you, you hamstring their ability and, and, to tell and editorial and editorial knows all too well that their fans are are not gonna uh a uh, happy peter parker is not gonna sit right with them right so they're gonna be like okay so all right so when when is mary jane gonna cheat on him and when is <laughs> when is his child gonna get leukemia you know what i mean like like it's, oh, it's like it's, I mean, this this is what this is what you this is this is what you would be signing Peter Parker up for, guys. That's I mean, and 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 it's funny that you say that because we I, I, I like I literally just got done reading um like uh, uh I, I'm kind of coming toward the end of my um my Spider Girl reading, so we got we got Mayday Parker who is like the you know the she's a focused character, but then you have um her little brother Benji is born. Mm -hmm within that run and it's like oh yeah cute little benji and next thing you know he gets like infected with the symbiote venom symbiote <laughs> and then after he gets infected with the venom symbiote like the way that they get the symbiote off of him is by using this hypersonic like high-tech sci-fi weapon thingamabob and it it removes the symbiote but then it damages the baby's hearing it's like okay like, so now benji's deaf great it's like great. oh okay so, <laughs> oh it's funny i mean it's it's yeah. not funny obviously but it's like the the just sort of the the hilarity of you kind of know that the editorial <laughs> is like no peter's a little bit too close to being happy mm -hmm. so we got to figure out what to do about that <laughs> right it's like i mean that's why that that's another reason that I didn't like the uh, one more day storyline. Um, they made it too literal that there's like a devil that's fucking up Peter's life. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we know, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, staying in the realm of comic book news, uh, staying in tragedy, I suppose uh, fall of X is coming guys. And mm -hmm. uh, in the aftermath of fall of X, is uh, the Uncanny Avengers. They're bringing back the old Avengers Unity Squad. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and read and read uh, from the synopsis. False flag attacks meant to whip up anti-mutant hysteria are unfolding, and some of Steve Rogers' best friends are mutants. Marvel's new Unity Squad will, con will include Captain America, Rogue, Deadpool, Quicksilver, Psylocke, and Penance. Two of those characters are on Dynasty rosters. Hmm. <laughs> so uh yeah there, there's gonna be uh another avengers team and there's oh crap captain Krakoa is coming back but this time he's a villain so uh false flag attacks indeed what are your thoughts on the uh avengers unity squad making a return at uncanny avengers i mean they they could have moved deadpool out the way and, and slid sink in there you know but <laughs> well sinks, sinks in the in the main x-men team though yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, you know, for, for the sake of unity, of course, not not just because it would benefit my delegation. Oh, oh, I see. now I see. Oh yeah, there coincidence. Just saying. yeah, wait, there. Oh yes, no black, no black, uh, no black, uncanny Avengers. Like hmm. I mean, it's it's funny because they they have Monet, who is the only person of color, uh, if I recall, her and and Pietro are the only people. No, Psylocke. Psylocke. Oh yeah, Psylocke also. And and the the one that isn't light skinned is like yeah let's let's have her use her powers so she doesn't look human at all 
<laughs> on the page. Oh, is that uh, what they're doing with? Is that what they're doing with Monet? I mean, she's the only one who like is in her like using her powers like that on the page. If I recall, I'm I'm not looking directly at it, but I do recall that like she's she's like her face is like she's in the penance form on that that title of the comic. I think Randy's right. Oh man, I thought that was just gonna be like in an action scene. You for, know, for the she... um, it's 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 for the uh the new comic book day. That's that's the the free issue that they're they're doing. I think. Well, boot to that because I I'm, I love my I love Monet Saint Croix, you know. Um, I, I I hope she gets all the good things and not gonna be, you know, razor razor penance. Well, um, well, one thing I will say about this though, um, I I. Um, you know, I, I kind of mentioned it on, on Twitter as well. Um, I like the fact that we're getting less of sort of the Avengers and X-Men rivalry. Now we're seeing them more kind of work. I mean, because like um, um, even Jed McKay in his to be announced, um, it, basically he he mentioned that I believe it was him that the Avengers have too long been perceived as like cops when yes. they should have been sort of like promoted as more like firefighters, right? Yes. So, I, yes. so mm-hmm. no, no, yeah, go, go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was just agreeing too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. So, like, we we had this really, really long perception, and I'm not sure who the heck had this idea. It's an awful idea that the Avengers should be like sort of, um you know, buddy-buddy with the government and all this other kind of stuff, like, you know, with uh, Peter Gyrick and all of that. Like, Well, I, I mean, I think I think it's a combination of uh, the Ultimates, right? And right. sort of how they, you know, how it's been framed through the lens of the MCU. And, and yeah, that era, that. that era, too, because it was like... Yeah, of they, course. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it really sucks that that stuck for a while. But, I mean, once you hit Twitter with that, you know, mm-hmm. this era, like they they're not playing that. If you if you are perceived as that, that perception is gonna stick for a good long while. And and now is is the perfect time for them to be like, you know what? Um we we finally realize the 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 thing that uh if if you if you mess with the X-Men, then then you're the bad guy. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're wearing a cape, doesn't matter if you're like if if you are on the opposite side of the X Men, you are on the wrong side of the fans. Period. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, finally we can we can get the Avengers to to play nice, nice, and and maybe we can get the Avengers uh, a, a little bit of good PR. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that there. I actually like the Uncanny Avengers run from a few years back, mm-hmm. uh, the original yeah. run. Uh, well, I, know, I mean, I know there were two teams on it, but I. I I can I consider it and, and, one run. And you're talking about the one with um with the uh, Rogue and Johnny Storm and and Wanda and and uh, Doctor Voodoo. Who was the last name that you said? Doctor oh, yeah, Voodoo. Do- yes, yes. I mean, well, okay. I mean, but that's still the continuation of the original run that had Havoc in it. Um, uh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, and and the thing is, I know that people didn't like, you know, that little pull quote of Havoc being like. We don't like to use the M word like that. As dumb as that was, I could not have imagined a better person to ascribe that quote to. Like the only the only person that I would have felt would have been a better suited 
um, um, quote for you know for, to ascribe that to would be um, Vance Astrovic. Yes, That's it. the the yes. <laughs> I mean, maybe Hank McCoy, but not Blue right. Hank McCoy. You know, but <laughs> but yeah. I mean, no. Listen, it's important to tell the story of self hatings and or um, overcompensating human passing um, human <laughs> passing mutants. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, to the you know you know how there's apologetic. You know how there's unapologetic unapologetically black they're sometimes yes. apologetically mutant you know right right we we have mm -hmm. and the story that constantly comes up is like some of them love their powers and have learned to embrace them and blah 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 but there are some who just like want to be perceived as normal and and, yeah. and they believe that that the humanity part of them is like, i mean like uh, anyway let's let's not yeah. get too far into the weeds. yeah but i mean yes, yeah let's 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 got i mean because here's the thing and I, I mean, I suppose we're on slightly different sides of it. I've mm. never been a fan of the notion that mutants aren't human. Right. You know, I I, I don't like that being the dichotomy. Like, I do right. think that there's a better way of saying that, you know, baseline humans and mutants, you know, are at odds than saying if by virtue of that one gene, you're no longer human. You know, right, that, right, that gets into right. like really icky territory when you think about it in terms of what it's supposed to parallel. Yes. And I, I, I can I can respect that. And I agree with it. I, I feel like I, I say the difference, of course, obviously, just to represent who has the X gene and who does not. But, you know, when when I, I when I see something like that, sort of like we don't like to use the M word, I it the respectability politics is there. That's like yes. when you hear these, these sort of people who are like, oh, well, I don't really think of myself as African-American. I'm just American. It's like, bruh, you don't see yourself as African-American. <laughs> I, I bet you your white friends do. They're, they're not, they, they they haven't forgotten that. They don't, you know, you, you can say whatever you want to say. The the genetic differences are there and, and they won't be ignored in, in times of crisis when, when somebody has chosen to pick sides yeah, they're going to remember very well. They're going to see very clear who exactly you are. And, you know, maybe you're okay with it, or or maybe you're one of the few that get spared from the, the worst part of the consequences, but huh, you're you're not, you know, you're, you're not completely exempt. Right. And yeah, I mean, one of the great things about what's happening now in Marvel with everything being kind of unified is that this has always been at the forefront um maybe sometimes too deep in the subtext but most of the time at the forefront of the storytelling with mutants and in the time that we're in right now quote unquote woke <laughs> you know uh what better what better time to really get into the to the weeds of these stories particularly right. when there's you know fascism rising up hatred against the other I mean, oh, even 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 our uh, our you know our friends over at the the distinguished uh, uh, competition have have uh, have sort of recognized the power of that parallel, and that's how we gotten our our introduction of of the Doom Patrol. So I, mm -hmm. I feel like that's really um, you know metahumans have often been sort of the 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 boogeyman over on on the DC side and and. You know, now they're kind of saying it outright, which 
you know, okay, cool. <laughs> nice. Glad. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you finally are kind of formally acknowledging it with, with the Doom Patrol being like, we're going to protect the metahumans. Yeah, I need to. I need to get. I, I mean, I'm woefully behind. I've never watched an episode of the Doom Patrol show. I know. Oh no, no, no! I, I'm talking about the comic. They they just released the Unstoppable Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. and it's like the the show itself is really good. You don't, you know, you don't need a whole heck of a lot of like previous backstory to actually get into this first new issue. If if you want. Oh, to- oh, oh! So it's not it's not influenced by the show at all. It no, it it has those characters. So like they'll kind of tell you a little bit of backstory here and there, but I mean it just jumps straight into it. Like it, the only okay. thing that you really need to read to get into um this current run of Doom Patrol is um maybe you might want to have some backstory from Lazarus Planet, the um the event that they were just mm-hmm. you know wrapping up. But right. other than that, yeah, it's 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 good. Yeah, I'm a little behind on Lazarus Planet, but it, mm-hmm. it's the idea that people are just getting powers from this Lazarus rain. The the, the Lazarus. I mean, it's magical, so like it's affecting different people in different ways. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, that that's one of the side effects. Um, and it's it, like I said, they're they're the the population of metahumans is increasing, and so the Doom Patrol is like they're trying to intervene and say that like rather than have them just be sort of carted off by these dubious morally gray scientists, we're gonna now sort of like try to provide a haven for them. So I mean it's it's really it's really off to a great start. Yeah, speaking of DC, I mean this is a late addition to the docket. Uh there was a new there was a new comic that's gonna be written by Ram V uh called mm-hmm. The Vigil. And it's going to be coming out of coming out of the Lazarus um event, Lazarus Planet event. And and yeah, there I think this I think this group has already debuted in in some of the comics but they're um, in no I, I was about to say i haven't seen them okay but yeah the group is called the vigil uh they're an india india based team so you know a lot of characters from the south asian delegation to scoop up but uh but yeah they're it's basically going to show us um you know other countries kind of do their their mission their metahuman mission a little bit differently and um you know I'm a big fan of Ram. It's Ram V, right? Big, big fan of Ram V. Yeah, Ram V's writing, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna you do my part to uh, promote it here in the podcast uh, for for the listeners because you know fits within the purview of, of of giving um, you know other other communities the showcase, getting characters of their own. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it it that sort of ties into what you're saying that that these sort of dubious government actors are uh, trying to do what they can do with these new mm-hmm. metahumans and uh yeah that's that's part of the thesis of what this of what this show is gonna i'm sorry what this uh, comic is gonna be yep. um i <clears throat> believe uh we got a little we got a little news i mean not news news but more like an interview uh cyborg who you know curiously went undrafted this season um Maybe he won't get on draft this season because he's got a new run. He's got a new solo run. Uh, I'm guessing he's going to say booyah in the run. I'm you know, <laughs> going to assume that, that that's a thing. Uh, but yeah, he's going to be and, based and, out of Detroit. The writer, and, and the writer will actually know how to make it work. <laughs> like... that, that's the key. That's the key. 
but yeah, some of the, um, uh, Morgan Hampton is the writer and, uh, you know, he, he had a couple pieces go around over the last week and, you know, he's really talked a lot about how, you know, unlike some of the other fictional cities, we've talked about this a lot on the show. Um, he's going to be based in a real city. He's going to be based in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And, and I like, I kind of like Detroit as a, as a home base for, for Cyborg. What about you, Randy? I, I'm not a well-traveled person. I don't know, you know, Detroit like that, but what I will say is I am happy that they're allowing him to, to be enmeshed in a real world place. I will definitely say that mm-hmm. because. Um, well, my thought like process, the- sorry, to, sorry to cut you off. You can go right. back to that point, but it's like, for, so for, obviously RoboCop, right? RoboCop is, is Detroit. Um, yep. But but also there's the racial aspect of it. You know, Detroit right. is a black city. Detroit uh-huh. is also a city that's been associated with dysfunction and um, you know urban blight. And it was yeah. but it was also the the city. This was Motown. This was you know this was the black city for music for culture. And it was also the city where the auto industry came from. You know, like there's so many of those disparate elements and so many things that can be explored in that city um which you know sadly marvel's never done but it's it, it it's a it's a it feels it feels like the kind of place that if if well drawn i mean i don't know uh, uh you know mr hampton's experience with the actual detroit <laughs> you know uh, hopefully he would do, do it justice but you know in the sense of of kind of creating a city that feels um connected to the real world and connected to these issues and and if i'm not mistaken i believe it was david walker's run that also i don't know if it was set in detroit but it certainly had like an urban type setting as well so i mean they i mean when when you actually let black folks get their hands on him like Mm -hmm. they they get it but i i you know i'm really really excited that we're getting Again, somebody who's focusing on, you know, moving beyond the is he man or is he machine? Like Morgan Hampton said it himself. It's old. It's I'm sorry, Hamilton. Was it Hamilton? Hampton? Hampton. Hampton's right. Okay, Hampton. Yes. So, I mean, he's right. He's absolutely dead spot on. It is tired. It is old to talk about is he, is he not? Um, like that's that's been the struggle for decades. For decades, yeah. that has been his struggle. And it's like we we haven't, you know, even in these sort of things that were like, oh, it's intended to show him in a solo light. He's finally getting spotlight. You you're re you're reiterating his backstory over and over again. And so to finally move beyond that, okay, we acknowledge his humanity, we acknowledge the fact that that uh even though he doesn't look like what you would typically perceive as a disabled person this is a black man whose body is enabled by robotics mm-hmm. like it's 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 enabled by machines without the machines if those machines get somehow disabled he is not able to function at full capacity that makes him disabled <laughs> so you know i i like that 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 they're acknowledging that and and not trying to kind of set any of the aspects of his identity off to the side everything it feels um just from sort of the first impressions i haven't even read the first issue of the comic yet but i feel like just from the uh, the writers you know 
talking about the character that this is somebody who understands and and feels like a fan just like us like if i was to write such a thing i would want that to be my optimal vision of what what we're trying to do yeah so i'm i every i echo everything sorry sorry jared i haven't really given given you the opportunity to chime in uh did did you have <laughs> did you have more to say on this no 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 like no worries uh i i think randy bring has brought up so many great points like he's he's said it um there's nothing that i can really add to this conversation uh, okay which is you know totally fine mm -hmm. all right so we'll, we'll move on to uh venom three guys uh they're still doing those they're still doing those um we don't know anything about the plot we actually don't know uh who this casting is going to be um representing which which uh beloved char symbiote character is going to be butchered this time around um but juno temple who uh listeners might know from ted lasso and i who have never seen ted lasso just nod not along with um <laughs> she's going to be playing a a major role a a, a lead role in in uh in venom 3 i uh, call the yellow symbiote scream okay or or shriek or whatever her name is. Uh probably shriek. Um but I think I think shriek was I think shriek may have been the one that we, yeah. the 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 yeah, the one that we saw in in 2. Yeah. So Oh, well I, well then maybe not. Yeah, um. I, I believe I like I say I'm 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 not really familiar with the the uh, the mythos like that, but like I remember a couple of names here and there like the the yellow one, her. <laughs> That's who. Oh yeah, I mean she probably is shriek because she's the one that used to yell. Um, yeah. and you know, they, um, ignominiously killed that black woman. Um, yeah, I'm yes, still not yes, over it yes, guys. <laughs> still, I'm still not over. They, they, uh, once again, you'll be shocked to find out that a, uh, a Venom movie, uh, took great liberties with the character and, um, that ended up not serving the character in any beneficial way. You'll be <laughs> shocked, shocked to find out that a Sony, <laughs> that a Sony property did that. Um, but you know they make money so of course there's going to be a, a third venom movie and maybe this time we will um charlie brown will kick the football maybe this time <laughs> uh any any further thoughts about venom 3 Jarrett? no like i don't want to legitimize what <laughs> so yeah yeah good luck guys um Moving on to better, better news. Biggest news. Well, it's actually, I'll, I'll, I'll save this. This isn't really news, but we're going to talk about it because we like this kind of news. Uh, there have been some rumors swirling <clears throat> around over the the past week about Fantastic Four, and uh, one of the one of the big rumors is that uh, our guy Adam Driver will be playing Reed Richards. Uh, how do you feel about that, Jarrett? Um, okay. Um, I think, look, baseline, he's an amazing <laughs> actor. So I think out of all of the people rumored for that role, um, and, and obviously, like, there's no credence to those rumors of, like, Ken Badgley or uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Diego Luna. Um, but I think out of all those actors that 
that have been swirling around on the internet, I think Adam Driver is probably the best actor out of all of them. Um, okay. So he can just act good and act <laughs> as a good um, But but I I think I mean look at him in Marriage Story. Look at him in uh, um, Black Klansman. Like. Mm-hmm. He's got what it takes to play the character, at least good. Right. Um, it, 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 and I also think he's charismatic. Yeah. You know, to be, you know, to be sort of the focal point of uh, marketing. Um, right. You know, if if we don't know yet who the viewpoint character is going to be, but he's a compelling screen presence. Right. Um. I. I think. I, for me, whoever they the the important casting choice is Sue, um, but so like that's yet to be seen. I I feel like a good Sue can make an actor a good read, um, j- just with the 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 chemistry for, from a chemistry uh-huh. standpoint. Sure. Um, but I mean Adam Driver can play that, can play number one that that uh that husband the the husband that's you know aloof the aloof husband the man so caught up in his work mm-hmm. that he can't you know that, that that kind of leaves his family by the wayside um he i mean he, he can play a a a genius he can play a jerk mm-hmm. um i I'm, I'm just my thing is i hope he can i hope he's warm enough you know what I mean? Yes. Like he, Reed Richards knows he's the smartest man alive, but like there is still a level of humanity to him. Um, I mean, I think he's shown it at times in his performances. You know, I and I think that there, I, I, I actually think it will. I think it'll be it'll benefit this character to have him to have Driver play him, unlike any other portrayal that we've had of the character. You know. Right. right. Um, also, if w- w- when it comes to doing the maker, like it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure that. Uh, what about you, Randy? I-, I have a feeling that you may be a little more mixed. Um. Well, <clears throat> as as somebody who's like the personally my my favorite members of the Fantastic Four are are Sue and and Johnny. Okay. Um, I I still feel like yeah, Reed Reed is somebody who. Especially in in this current run with um with I mean you, you see it more with with um North I want to say Ryan North um, mm-hmm. same guy who wrote Squirrel Girl um he is sort of warmer like y'all mentioned and I feel like that that is you know you can sort of see the dichotomy and 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 you know kind of get a, a bit of the charisma in there while still having him sort of be dorky and all of that stuff I feel like it could work. You know, they looks wise, I wouldn't go for him first. But yes, acting wise, I believe that he could pull it off. And, well, like and, I like I like I've said on every forum, looks wise, he looks like he's a little stretched out. Like they could, you know, <laughs> yeah. They just have to uh, unstretch him, unstretch him <laughs> using CGI um, before he starts stretching. <laughs> I, 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 at least for looks. Sorry if I can jump in mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy that they're not casting like a hunk. Right. I wouldn't exactly. say Adam Driver is like traditionally yeah. uh really right. good looking guy. Um 
Yeah, although I've heard, you know, I've heard some pushback. I've heard that, you know, Reed is supposed to be canonically hot. I've never, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't no. think that. I didn't think that no. before this week. But like, I, I feel <laughs> like, I feel like he could, he could kind of have like sort of attractive features, but he's, he's not like, no, nah. <laughs> like that's, that's not something that, that I've ever really heard any, like, okay, even, even like, I'm not even talking about fans, sort of in, in the reading, you have certain characters who acknowledge or, or sort of comment on other characters looks. That's a good um, point. Right. Like, like Steve Rogers, you hear people talk about, oh, he's so attractive. He's this, that, and the other. Thor, Hercules, like there's a whole lot of different Damn characters. <laughs> right, right, right. You have a lot of different characters who are brought up as being attractive characters. And you don't have people really mention Reed in that way. Like, you know, even even with Sue out of the room, like they don't they don't really talk about Reed like that. So, you know, or, or even when or even when Sue's hanging out with the girls. You yeah, know, like, like you they, don't they like just, they they don't talk about her man as right. You know, right? Like he he's just not brought up in that in that context, and so I feel like he doesn't have to be like you know a, one of the Morlocks somewhere living in the sewer. <laughs> but I mean, he, he's he's never been he's never been somebody who I have ever um, got the impression that he was like super incredibly good looking or whatever. Right, and you know, I mean, I, this was another meme that was going around. I mean, I think that to the extent that that Namor is going yeah. to be potentially introduced into that marital mix, uh, him being attractive and, you know, in a conventional way, or well, not in a conventional way, but, it's, you know, hot, you know, like, uh, right. <laughs> would, would provide even more of a temptation for Sue, you know, that she's got this like dorky, but, you know, charming in his own right husband. And then this absolute hottie <laughs> is, is giving her energy. You know what I mean? Like, and, I, and if if they they allow that to play out in the MCU, I desperately hope they do not cast a white woman in the role. I really, really do. Because it's like that's so. Uh, well, so well, this brings I, us to part two. This brings us to part two of the story, guys. <laughs> these are the these are the actors that are supposedly. In the mix, in the final mix, uh, Vanessa Kirby, who you might know from uh, Mission Impossible movies and uh, also The Crown, I believe The Crown, right? She played, yeah. Um, Allison Williams, uh, who, uh, that would be a girls' reunion. Um, I can't, listen, I'm sorry, I've seen Get Out. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. tough look for our guy. Uh, Jody Jody Comer, uh, who you would know from uh, uh, hunting, not hunting Eve, chasing Killing. Eve, Killing Eve. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also Free Guy, um, and Mila Kunis, who you would know from that '70s show. So mm. uh, s- supposedly, supposedly that's the that's the final, the, the finalists. Lord but, have mercy. Okay. Uh, those well, those those women all sound white. <laughs> Rather Caucasian. Okay, so fine, fine, fine. Okay. Of those choices, of those choices, uh, I would rank them: Vanessa Kirby one, Jody Comer two, Miley Mila Kunis three, and Allison Williams four. In terms of my preferences, what about you, Randy? <laughs> 
I'm like, where, where is, um, oh gosh. Uh, yeah, I, I need some melanin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do it. <laughs> but I, I, I it's, it's, it's like, okay. So, so basically the only one that, you know, in, in our sort of, I don't know. It's, oh gosh. It's, it's so like, so drab i don't want to do that <laughs> right. really he's it sounds like randy said all of them number four <laughs> I just, I, I really what about know. you jared what, what, what's your what's your ranking of those finalists Look, i i do agree with randy to an extent um mainly because the namor that we have in this universe i don't see him thirsting over a white girl um just with like everything in his backstory yeah no, mm-hmm. or it could be, or it could be that that could be energy. Though. It could be energy. It's like I don't normally thirst after white girls, but <laughs> there's something about you. I don't know. I'm like, could could he at least at least if he's gonna like I don't know. It's it's just so. I mean, uh, gosh, it's so it's so it's yeah. so gross to think about because like it's it's been problematic since its inception. It's it's ne- it like it's never really sat right with me for for you to come to like you know in in the older comics he he talks about you know the the sort of the plight of the white man and stuff like that that they've done these different things to the environment polluted the oceans blah 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 but then every last one of his love interests outside of I believe it was uh dang it what is her name um I believe it was his mother's fan I believe his love interest was dorma i want to say and outside of her every last one of his other love interests was a blonde white woman Mm, sounds problematic to me yes it sounds sounds like some sounds like someone's into race play (laughs) especially when you like i mean because because even though subsequent portrayals have been like really light-skinned and and blue-eyed white whatever you know white passing and and having white uh, i believe a human father at least not maybe not white but at least human like it just it feels so gross Mm -hmm. that the one time that we that we finally get him looking like an actual brown person we're gonna just kind of fall back on the old tropes I, I feel like it's it's way old we need to be done with that i hear you i i understand but you know these white women buy tickets too and they, <laughs> <laughs> they you know they, uh, they're out here they're out here thirsting after <laughs> thirsting after our guy you know they 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 want some, they want some okay, fantasy look, so, action. So all, all I'm all I'm asking, like have have him like wink at Monica once. Like I mean, show a little mm-hmm. variety. Don't just have it be like you know just white. No, I mean I mean technically you you could say he's still he's still trying to push something with with Shuri, right? Yeah, I mean probably not gonna happen after after all the murder. <laughs> probably <laughs> off the table, but. <laughs> One never knows, you know. That's a little murder between lovers. <laughs> um, Fair. Oh, I but think, yeah. What What were your rankings, Jared? I'm not going to let you get out of there uh, ranking them. Um, Jody Comer, like definitely. Uh, That's your number one. My number one. Um, though I, I don't know if this would be the best use of her. I think she can play like so many. I think she's so versatile. Yes. Um, 
that she could play so many different characters. I think she would be a great Mystique. Like, well, I mean, uh, we're we're gonna fight about that because you know I think Mystique should be a woman of color. So, like, you know, fair, <laughs> fair, fair. Um, but uh, I I'd say her though. I think she's a little young. If it's Adam Driver, um. Is she is she late twenties, Jodie Comer? She's young. She's like late twenties. I mean, he's almost forty, I think. Or yeah, he's. I think he's thirty eight. Which, um, like, I don't know. But it, I mean, he's probably not going to play the age that he's actually right. right. Um. And so she, oh, so actually, Jodie Jodie Comer's thirty now. Just turned thirty. Okay. Last month. Okay. Um. The number two would be Mila Kunis. I think everyone is sleeping on her. Um, I mean, I, I I don't want to sleep on her. It's just that I really like Vanessa Kirby. There's like something about her. Like she's got some kind of like weird charisma. Did you see Hobbs and Shaw? I have to see Hobbs and Shaw. I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Like she took she takes parts where that don't have anything to them and 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 add like like charm to them. And I think that's I think that's a useful trait. Like because I still don't have faith that they're gonna write up a a great Sue. Um, I don't, so I feel like the actress ability to bring something to the underwritten character is going to matter. I guess it, it's just the roles that I've seen her. Like, she's fantastic, but she just has a colder energy to her. Mm. At least in what I've seen of her. No, that's fair. That's um, fair. I mean, I just assume that, I assume that that's, you know, the kinds of movies that I have seen her in. Have right. have asked have 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 asked for that more so than right. you know I think one of the first I mean and maybe this is just bias talking but I think one of the first things they sort of would would teach you in acting school would be like how to emote if you like if you needed to I need to see her in like a Hobbs and Shaw where like it's a more lighthearted more fun right. movie um, and then Vanessa Williams. Allison Williams, Allison Williams, oh, yeah. Al right, very yeah. different. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, Al she's 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 way down. She's way down on my list. Yeah. Again, I've seen Get Out. I've seen Get Out, and I've seen Girls. Like. Yeah. She. It's. I mean, she's a good actress. Um. I mean, she was good in Mithrigan, but like, I don't consider her on that level. Of. Well, I'm saying like you want to talk about cold. You want to talk about. Yeah lacking warmth like yes. i mean i will never i can literally i i can't watch her in anything and not think of her and get out um yeah it's very unfortunate um but i will only see if she ends up playing sue storm i will only see her as the the who tried to kill uh daniel Kaluuya. Like, yeah, like, I mean, and, and that, at that point, you just do stunt cast Daniel Kaluuya as Reed Richards, and you're like, oh, he's in the sunken place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so with the yeah, but but these are all rumored, so no news to report here. Um, but I just thought it'd be a fun, I thought it'd be a fun discussion. Uh, it, these. It, sorry, if you guys could pick like a Sue Storm, who would it be? Just like anyone. That's tough because, like you said, chemistry. Chemistry with Reed is key, um, and I and I think that because of what I honestly believe about how the character's been written over the years, you know, she's been the sort of 
first lady of 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 Marvel. So whatever that era has needed her to be is what she's been. So I think that every great actress can bring an element to Sue Storm that I that I might want to see. Um, then it's just a matter of like what the rest of the cast is doing and whether they're supportive of that. Like even in the last Fan um, Fan movie, you know, like I I think that um, why am I forgetting Rooney Mara? Not Rooney Mara, Kate Mara. I think Kate Mara would be a fantastic Sue Storm if she was given something to do. And she was in a good movie. Yes, correct. You know, like so. I don't I don't blame her in the slightest for that movie being ass. You know, like that, that, the whole cast could have been just fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's tough for me. It's kind of like I um I mean they're just act they're more it's more so actors that like if you name them, I would be like, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, I mean I, I one thing that I hate though is I hate when people well you already know, I hate when people do the whole uh John Krasinski, uh, Emily Blunt. <laughs> I mean, especially if if you're saying John Krasinski, but then also claiming that Reed has to be hot. Like, <laughs> I actually think Emily Blunt would be a better Sue Storm than he would be a Reed Richards. Yes, I agree yes, but I also think that it's because Emily Blunt is a better actor than John Krasinski, and I like John Krasinski. Correct. <laughs> You know, but there's a reason that John Krasinski is is we think of him as as a you know guy from the office, Jim from the office, um, even though he's been in other stuff and he's been pretty good in other stuff. Whereas Emily Blunt was a movie star, right? Yeah, you know. What 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 about what about Fix from Andor? Um, Arjona, what's her first? Adrian Arjona. Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, she's good. I like her. I don't know, I'm just throwing out names. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, I, for me, it's going to turn on how well written the story is, and she's the character that I'm, you know, I'm most nervous about them. Like I said, not writing, not writing a lot for her, and just letting vibes cook. Well, <laughs> and and like I. Not that I particularly have that fear with Marvel, but um, yeah, she she absolutely is one of the people. Like, I mean, yeah, I would say that as much as like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, she you have to deal with her chemistry with Reed, her chemistry with Johnny, and also um, she's you know good friends with with um, with Ben as well. Like they right. they also have like a, a sort of underrated uh, uh, friendship. He has a really deep admiration and respect for her as well. So I feel like yeah, that that is much more pivotal than maybe some folks give it credit for. But yes, I, I agree. Yeah. So we shall see. I mean, I, I how do you think they're going to do this? Do you think they're going to do like one on one by one announcements, or do you think they'll do a, a, like a whole four all four drop at once? Um, I think, I think they will try and hold out till July for, for Comic Con. But if they do that, I think everything will get. I think the trades will get to it before July. 
Oh, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, Scooper's gonna scoop. Yeah, you know, Baskin Robbins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that's it. No, I, last but not definitely not least, our gal. We, we teased it before. Layla El Fauli mm-hmm. coming into the M, coming into the Marvel Comics universe from the MCU into the comic realm. She's she's in there. She's she's there. Uh she's going to debut in Moon Knight City of the Dead, five issue limited series from David Papoose. Uh what month is this? This is in why don't why don't I see when it's debuting? Do you guys know when this book is debuting? I hope it's debuting in July, because happy birthday to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing not seeing when it's debuting, but the important thing is it's coming. Uh we're there's already some art of her. Um I yeah, I I we're I'm a fan. That's all I'll say. <laughs> So uh major, major, major uh win for the character. Uh shout out to me, Kalam 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 Kalamawi. Kalamawi, thank you. I was like, <laughs> not calamari. I will not say calamari. <laughs> yes, May Kalamawi. Uh shout out to her for bringing this character and making her to the screen and being so beloved that everyone was clamoring for et- her everywhere. And we're finally going to get her in the comics. Uh big win, Ma- you know, r- rushing up the rankings as far as uh Swana Mena characters in comics, uh, particularly on the Marvel side. So couldn't uh it's a, it's a major success. And I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing her in the comics. Uh, any other thoughts about that, guys? Um, I I did see somebody bring up the fact that um her character design was slightly altered. She has like under her um I believe it's her left eye. She has the eye of Horus kind of. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, I saw that. So they may be kind of changing up who her patron deity is, which I think is very interesting. But regardless, I I still like. It, it's it's like I'm I'm happy that they jumped on this one because because they could like I mean the the momentum is still there when <laughs> she debut like the the momentum hasn't died one bit and I'm I'm very happy that they're capsized, um capturing that and 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 you know not letting it sit there and, and and go to waste. I agree. I mean I know people were a little bit mixed on Moon Knight, but I I think that they did an amazing job of in that respect of bringing she, a new character she, she, um, she to the forefront. Not, yeah, she was, for all the other complaints that the show had, she, I don't recall anybody having any issue with her whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, Oscar Isaac is a, is a, is a, is a national treasure. Like he'll find a way to make sure that whatever issues they had with Moon Knight uh, in the show kind of get ironed out. Well, with with one major exception, of course, uh, like, you know uh, he he doesn't. But uh, you know, to get some get some Jewish writers in there, uh, clean that clean that right up. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, a win all around. 
I'm looking forward to this comic and I'm looking forward to awarding a ton of points to Layla uh, in the upcoming season. Uh-huh. So uh, I guess that's where we'll leave it. I mean, little quick hits. Uh, shout out to Victoria Alonso getting that settlement money. Um, shout out to Super Mario Brothers getting money from all your f- friends and family as they uh, hit $800 million. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Sonic the Hedgehog getting uh getting some castings. Uh, these are not humans, but they have uh, diversity. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the guy who got cast, then uncast for Lilo and Stitch. Um, and shout out to Michelle Yeoh for uh, getting her movie. Existing. <laughs> well, yes, existing. Uh, but that's shout out to us for sharing her world. But yeah, she's getting a Star Trek movie. Um, I thought it was going to be theatrical. I was a little bummed to find that it wasn't, but you know, between you know, she's she's winning at life. She's got. I mean, she's got she, several. She, yeah, she she's getting that, but she's also going to be in uh, American American Born, Born Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. Yeah, and the trailer looks freaking amazing. I'm ready. To, like, I'm literally. I'm like, oh, oh, that looks good. Let me go read the comic. <laughs> that looks yeah. really good. Yeah. So she she's out there. She's she's doing she's she's doing the most like in a good way, uh, doing the best. She's also um, gonna get a leading role in Shang Chi too. What? Um, yeah. Has that been confirmed? No. Or are you breaking news? Oh, I, oh. Yeah. So this is you. This is you calling your shot. Yeah, I mean, like they, like they would be silly not to make her starring in that movie as well, alongside Simu Liu. I mean, we talked about this the other day. That is exactly the kind of pivot that would get people psyched about Shang-Chi 2 in a way that, you know, in a way that Simu Liu's kind of got a, you know, his approval rating on these internets is not what Michelle Yeoh's approval rating is. That's Um, correct. So if there was, if they came up up with a contrivance to get her out of Talo and into... Into, add, uh, add Michelle Yo and and add Wong up in there. Get get us some some Asian excellence going. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. I agree. Yes. So uh, I'm I. You know, some someone's got to balance out the Aquafina of it all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still want to. I still want to Aquafina a scene with Luis. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I guess that's where we'll leave it, guys. We we we, we ran through our topics. Uh, next week we will uh kick off kick off the season. We won't have any picks, but we'll really get into the the nuts and bolts of how the season's gonna go, and we'll you know we'll preview some some things. Uh, good luck to you all. Good luck uh, as I good luck to me as I try to get all our season five mm-hmm. summaries out. Um, and and get cards out to you so that you all know who your dynasty picks are. Um, but yeah, you know, start 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 speculating, guys, listeners. Uh, you know where you can find us, but if you don't, I will remind you. You can find us on Instagram at racial.draft, where we un- we try to, but we will uh, continue to endeavor to give you exclusive content to our Instagram uh, Instagram followers. We will also try to give exclusive content to our YouTube subscribers. Uh, so follow us on YouTube. And we're going to try to develop some exclusive content for our Twitter people. But uh, we're not going to pay for Twitter Blue, just so you know, in case you, in case something happens. 
Um, we're not exactly. We're not selling out. Um, you can off, you can find us at racial draft pod there on Twitter. And you can also find us on Facebook when uh, we're, we will be uh, participating in the downfall of democracy there. And um, yeah, racial draft on Facebook. Where can they find you guys? Uh, you can find. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Randy, Randy, you go. Yeah, you go, Randy. Oh, well, I, I, um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on numerous other places, but mainly Twitter at Randy S0725. And I use the hashtag superpower list. And Jared, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jared, K-I-R-S-C-H underscore. Um, on Instagram, Jared, K-I-R-S-C-H-E-M-B-A-U-M. And my extremely occasional writings at Murphy's Multiverse. Check them out. Yeah, and you can also find me occasionally. Uh, uh, I may I maybe have some reviews coming your way in the next couple months on Murphy's Multiverse. Uh, you can find my other stuff on Twitter at MTFIII, where I am currently uh, cheering on my favorite basketball team. And um, yeah, but I'm usually here. And you're going to see a lot more of me if you follow Racial Draft. So do that. Enjoy us. And we will enjoy uh, re, you know, changing the complexion of the comic book universe one draft pick at a time. However, join us next week. Same race time, same race channel. But until next time, all things are possible. <laughs>